What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Beautiful, beautiful morning that we have here on this hump day, ladies and gentlemen. And I really want to thank everyone for tuning in last night. Obviously, I woke up in a much better mood. Listen, last night with the Phillies, that was not fun. But today, we get to talk about something a little bit more on the brighter side. I want to welcome everyone to the Union Match Preview. We're previewing tonight's Union Matchup, a midweek match against Inter-Miami. And we all know for the Philadelphia Union, they need to start turning this around. And quite honest with you, Look at the matchup at hand. You're going up against an Inter-Miami squad who, in lack of better terms, in MLS terms, are in a rebuild or in a transition period, and they are lacking some talent. They are There's a lot of holes and a lot of weaknesses that we're going to get to in here today that the Union definitely just needs to take advantage of. we got to get back on the winning trail because, ladies and gentlemen, you look around the corner, you got some tough matches, Portland on the schedule, New England on the schedule, um, it's NYCFC on the schedule. So we need to start getting this ball rolling. We'll talk about how that will get done here tonight. We'll also talk about MLS salary release. Salaries were released yesterday. Um, some information that can rub some players the wrong way. I'm sure uh, that some of these dressing rooms had some interesting conversations, but we'll get to that. And of course, we'll get to the biggest rumor of all within our league. Uh, Messi, will he be coming to MLS? Is it a good idea? We'll be answering those questions as well. And I also want to answer your guys' questions. So right now, we do have comment section available right on YouTube and right here on TikTok. So if you guys have any union thoughts, MLS thoughts, any soccer thoughts in general, throw them in the comment section. We'll answer those. And, of course, if you guys – I know it's a little early here. as It's a, a 9 o'clock here on the East Coast. If you guys are uh, up and, a and able and want to talk some union soccer, we'll be part of the show. We just threw the link in the comment sections for you guys to come on in. Backstage is currently open, so come in and hang out for just a bit. We'll get you guys in here and get your thoughts, your predictions for tonight. Um, but, of course, thank you so much. We got. Uh, I want to thank Facebook. I want to thank YouTube, Twitter, and, of course, TikTok for tuning into today into today's match preview. Before we dive into today's episode, guys, real quick, I want to give a big shout-out and a big thank you for today's sponsor, uh, La Terrain watches. Thanks so much to our friends over at La Terrain. If you are in the market for a new watch, ladies and gentlemen, consider checking out La Terrain watches, high quality watches at a bargain price. And when you head on over to the checkout page, make sure you folks are using uh, promo code Parcero Philly for 10% off of your purchase of a La Terrain watch. And thanks again to our friends at La Terrain watch. All right. I want to start off with. Uh, the news that kind of uh, pretty much broke the, the MLS world um, yesterday. Of course, if you were under a rock, you were not on Twitter. It's all good because I got you guys. Um, so right now, I'm gonna, I think this deserves a little bit of a title here. Um, so latest yesterday in world soccer news, uh, we had Leo Messi, Lionel Messi. Will he be going to MLS? And that is the question, as I see uh, Boza put in the question there as well. Um, so, yeah, so that's a question we're asking here today. Lionel Messi, there was the report yesterday that Lionel Messi would be coming to MLS once his contract is over with PSG, which would be at the end of this season. So for 2023, presumably, Lionel Messi would come and play in the MLS with Inter-Miami. Ironically, we're playing today, um, but the if there was more um, within the guidelines of Messi coming to MLS. Not only would he play for MLS, but he would also be become a part owner, taking 35 percent of the stake within the club as well. So player owner, that's, you know, we haven't really seen that since kind of Beckham um, in a way. But 
That was all reports. I'm not sure if that's completely accurate. I do believe Messi wants to come to MLS. I do believe Messi would want to play for Miami. I mean, what aging European star wouldn't? But the question is, what are the guidelines? What would that contract look like for him personally, his annual salary? Will he actually get stake into the club? I don't doubt that David Beckham would want to give him part of stake into the club. But I do understand that there is a whole ownership group within my Inter Miami. Uh, so there, there is a lot, a lot of guidelines there. But the one thing that I wanted to bring up, because there's obviously, you know, people are for and against this like everything else. The whole argument that this would continue the narrative of the retirement league, I just don't flat out buy. Um, I understand the circumstances with Messi. Messi's coming off of a season with PSG where there was high expectations. There was expectations of winning Champions League with PSG, and that didn't happen. He's been in and out of the lineup. He's been battling injuries this, this, throughout the season. He is 34 years old. Um, but I do think that Messi, if he comes here to play in this league, I do believe he will come in and he will compete. Uh, and this is something that your stars need to realize. And if you are not watching from afar, then you're, you're in for a rude awakening. Because this isn't a league where you can come in and kind of breeze by, smoke, as, as Gonzalo Higuain once upon a time said, you can't come into this league and hang out on the beach and smoke your cigarettes while drinking your little cafecito. All right, you got to come in here. You got a lot of kids right now in this league. That's that's that is the, the direction this league is going. We are developing the young. We are building the f- the future stars of the world. And so, if you're going to come in here and think that this is a retirement league, you're in for rude awakening because these kids will smack you around. These kids will make you look dumb. They don't care that the back of your shirt says Messi, and they don't care that you're arguably, if not the best player of all time. So that goes for any player. Now, I don't think that this is going to be a, a uh, I'm trying to think, a, 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 I guess, Bastian Swansteiger, who really was on a decline when he came to Chicago. Um, uh, Alexandro Bato, which who, now he's starting to contribute a little bit with Orlando. But if you guys remember last year when he came into the league, he couldn't even get on the field. And I don't think it's going to be one of those signings. This, again, is the best player of all time, arguably. He's going to come in here. He's going to put butts in seats. And let's face it, Miami, you could use some butts in seats. They're about to invest a lot of money into a brand new stadium. It would definitely help bringing in a Lionel Messi to kind of help with that. And all these takes by it's so funny. You hear the best soccer player coming to the United States and all these media outlets, national media. I got Pat McAfee making fun of the MLS on his show. It's 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 crazy what Messi does. But that's the point, guys. Like if we we all if, if you're an MLS fan and you don't want to grow this league, what the hell are you watching this for? I personally want to be talked about with the NFL, with the NBA, with the MLB, with the NHL. We're already surpassed the NHL. So moves like this definitely help with the legitimacy of this league. The retirement league narrative, that's for the year of snobs. All right. We all know what this league is. It's the proof is in the pudding. The, what we have been sending over to Europe is already in the pudding. The Jack Harrisons of the world, the Miguel Amirons of the world, the Brennan Aronsons of the world, the Gio Reynas of the world. We don't need to say anymore. The retirement league stuff is long gone. If you want to be lazy and if you and if you want to if you want to be an idiot, by all means, you can buy for sure go throw it out there. And I'm sure Miami would love that as well. I mean, who wouldn't want to see Messi dressing up? Now, I'll be honest with you. This this might be a little bit uh, contradictive, but. I don't want to see Messi on my team. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see Messi on the Union. 
that that's just me personally. I like what we're doing. I would like us to spend a little bit more money, but I want to see us spend more money on young kids who are you know fi- who are looking to find some minutes for a top Bundesliga club. Give me give me the best Dortmund prospect who needs some minutes. Bring him over here to Philly. That's what I want to spend money on. Not on Messi. Love you, Messi. Great. I want to see. I want to see you go up against the Brujo. Which, yeah, Union that probably wasn't the best. Uh, that it wasn't the best timing to put that that video out there. But um, Messi to MLS needs to happen, and it should happen, and we'll see what goes. But we definitely wanted to bring that up. But as we move forward here, ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned yesterday, was salary release day. All the every payroll was out there, out for the open. This isn't like the NFL where you can look up the Eagles. Uh, payroll just by a little Google search away. No, no, no. You got to wait for this day, which makes it even more exciting. But I wanted to bring this up because there are some very intriguing things that we do have the salary, the payroll here for the Philadelphia Union right here on the screen. And there are a couple things that drew my eye. And in the comment section, you guys let me know. First off, let me know, guys, if you want to see Messi to MLS. And if you guys think Messi to MLS will happen, let me know both comment sections. And of course, Right now we have if the we have the payroll here for the Philadelphia. Give me your surprise of this payroll release in both comment sections as well. But I'll start off by saying this, guys. For me, the most surprising has to be Kai as far as value, it has to be Kai Wagner and Daniel Gazdak. You have arguably two of the top five players at their respected positions that are making under six hundred thousand dollars. Ladies and gentlemen, that is great business. You got Kai Wagner, who's been absolutely dominating, who's got a big role here tonight against Miami, and he's making less than $600. Now, I know Kai's been wanting out, wanting, not wanting out, but wanting to go to Europe. That is his goal, and maybe that's why he's still on that bargain deal. And we did also sign him from a third-division German soccer league, but that, to me, is just a great bargain. And the fact that Daniel Gazdak, we brought him in little, like literally less than a year ago, or about a year ago. I think last week was his anniversary here in Philly. But the fact that he's been coming into this season, tearing it up with six goals already this season, and he's making under 600 k that is some great business as well. Now, with, with that being said, that those are some great business deals. I mean, even Andre Blake making under under a million dollars. We're talking the best goalkeeper in the MLS. He's making under a million dollars. Also great business as well. However, though, with that being said, there are some, you know, oh, really? Really? Um, so the big head scratchers to me are two only. Uh Sergio Santos, who's been getting a lot of criticism as of late, and he it's it's been warranted. Um, he's making 900 k 918 k that's a lot for a striker who kind of lacks technical ability. That's kind of part of the position. Uh, that's a little bit too high for my liking, if I'm being quite honest with you guys. Uh, I, I know that's a that's a position of high value. I mean, when you look at, I mean, you look at Mikel Ua, he's making a, a million, 1.4 million. And then you also have, uh, uh, why am I blanking? Julian Caranza also making around 900K as well, but that's a loan deal. Uh, but that that's just kind. Of, I think that's kind of the, how the position goes. But yeah, 900k for Sergio Santos. That's just not good value. I'll just be quite honest with you. Love Sergio, but that's just not what the value should be for him. And then of course, uh, sexy season. Who remembers sexy season? Huh? It's gonna be sexy season. Do what? That's that was a, that's a wild one. That's gonna be one of those infamous stories, man. What could have been sexy season? But the fact that sexy season hasn't even suited up, hasn't even played for the Philadelphia Union, and he is on loan back to Slovakia. He's making 313k. That's that's about 30 more than what El Brujo Martinez, the actual starting CDM, makes. That's also a little bit, you know, really. 
But look, that, that's that's the nature of the business. But one thing we cannot deny is that Ernst Tanner has done a fantastic job of constructing this roster, has done a fantastic job of finding gems out there. And of course, with the continuing development of this elite youth academy, it's been able to bring a lot of success to this team and for Ernst, continue doing it. But however, with that being said, there's a lot of pressure going forward throughout the season. This team has, has every year incrementally gotten better, right? We had our first playoff win, and then the next year get Supporter Shield. Last year, you made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So this year, the the expectation is at least to make MLS Cup, if not winning the MLS Cup. And if they don't do that, this whole bargain bargain shenanigans you've been going through this past couple seasons, you got to start spending money. And I'm, I'm sure the whole fan base agrees with that, and I'm sure the FO is on board or is realizing that as well because the success that this team has had over the past couple of years has been fantastic but we do know that you know there's a little bit of money ball going on here in philly and we need to start spending money because this is a great team and this city deserves a freaking trophy awesome stuff all right like of course again so the questions today will Messi come to mls do you want to see him in mls and part two or what is the biggest surprise that you saw in the union payroll? Let me know in both comment sections. All right, let's get to, to this tonight's match, a midweek match. Um, you're going to be at home. That's part of the good news. Uh, the bad news is you are in bad form. Um, this is now five straight games. You haven't had three points. Uh, four straight draws out of a potential 15. Also not good either. And for the union, look, you got to find a way to get the dub here tonight. And it's got to be a convincing win. What happened on Saturday and what's been going on throughout the past couple of matches has been unacceptable. We've had blown leads. There's been, it's been games where you look good for, you know, a spurt of a minute, like 30 minutes, you look really good. And then all of a sudden you just one play of a momentum and it, it all went to crap. I mean, even look at the last match against the Red Bull, you had 10 men for 45 minutes or so. Or 35 minutes or so. Like that is unacceptable in my in my eyes. You gotta be able to pounce on it. You had the lead, you had the man advantage. And if it wasn't for Brujo Martinez just letting Luquinos just running up the center of the pitch, we it could have been a different story. But now what we got coming forward, obviously the short turnaround is definitely big as well. But we've talked about this over the past couple of matches. Month of May was gonna be difficult, and they're almost done with that, with that tough schedule of these these double matches in a week. But we're up against this Inter-Miami squad this week where Inter-Miami are coming off of a tough draw themselves against D.C. United. They had a 2-0 lead, and they blew the, they blew their own lead. And they D.C. came back and drew it up and walked and stole a point in Miami. And when, I, when you look at this Inter-Miami squad, we see a squad that is a young bunch. They're still trying to find their identity. Um, or a team that kind of in a little bit, like I mentioned at the top of this, in an MLS version of a rebuild, of a retool, it's a transition period for these guys. You know, they're trying to build for the future. You know, possibly they are trying to build a team that a European star want to come play for, a.k.a. Lionel Messi, right? But if you look at this roster, it's not what you've seen before. You know, this was a team that was living in MLS 2.0, making signings for Gonzalo Higuain, Blasi Matuidi, players like that. 
Uh, Rodolfo Pizarro, not so much an aging European star. I thought that was more of a signing that they, that was actually one of the good signings for Inter Miami, but obviously it didn't work out. I mean, they had Diego Alonso, who won CONCACAF Champions League, Mexican manager of, of the year, and that didn't work out either. And Phil Neville in his second season, you know, in, in year one, I guess he was trying to implement a, a style of play, implement it is just just presence with the club just didn't work out i mean if you heard what julian Carranza said after the red bull match about inter miami there was a lot of egos you know that there there was an equal egotistical team and that may have been the downfall of that team so i well miami did this past offseason was hey this is not working we have a bunch of different personalities you got guys who played in champions league finals and then you got guys who are just you know trying to make it into the soccer world in any way they can you got kids that are coming from youth academies and it just wasn't mixing and it wasn't working well so this past offseason they you know gutted a gutted a little bit went out and made some you know not big name household name signings and they are they the the play has looked better the the results haven't been better but the play has been better and at least you know that there is a brighter future than what was 2020 2021 for an inter miami squad but most of these players you probably don't recognize unless you are a u.s men's national team fan and you do remember and do recognize the andre yedlin who is now manning the right flank as a fullback for inter miami but you know really when you look at this team Phil Neville has also kind of changed the tactics in the system. Um, more, more of a defensive oriented, not like a high, like a German style high person team like Philadelphia or the New York Red Bull. But this is a team that will, you know, they will align in their four four two defensive structure, sit back, create some turnovers. They're they're trying to create that structural defense, being that disciplined defense as well. Um, and that's kind of really how they've been attacking this season. And, you know, just moving fast, they got a lot of a lot of players with some speed, especially guys like Taylor and Lasseter on the outside on those outside wings uh, with Campania and Duke kind of interchanging at, at, at the at those four positions. And with a with a mid mid block of uh, Gregory and 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 Jao Mata. And so for Inter Miami, it, this is going to be a tough challenge against the Philadelphia Union, especially after a 2-2 draw that kind of ended in a way that they didn't want. Now, one thing I will say about Inter Miami, and I think that you need to exploit, is they don't have a lot of speed out wide. Um, last week, they started with Gibbs. He got hurt. They moved McVeigh over to that flank, and McVeigh just kind of lacked some speed alongside DeAndre Yedlin, and they were absolutely getting torched by DC United outside on, the, on those wings. And so when you have a Kai Wagner and uh, top five fullback in the MLS, when you have a Nathan Harrell, one of the up-and-coming players in the M as well, got to take advantage, and that's what I think Union need to do most of their damage. We will not have Julian Carranza. I'm going to tell you that right now. Julian Carranza has the Jesse Lingard treatment. He's not allowed to play against Inter-Miami because Inter-Miami still holds the rights to his contract. He's on loan to Philly, so he will not be able to play in this match, which, of course, we would all want to see him go up against his former club the way they kind of did him was a little dirty. And, you know, I just I overall just hearing Miami, you know, when I prepare for these matches, I don't obviously I don't have a lot of time to watch all the leagues. I don't have a lot of time to watch the MLS, the NBA, the NHL, the MLB or the NFL as a whole. So I like to watch other content creators who do what I do. So, you know, I was doing my research, listening to a bunch of different content creators and just to kind of like 
like negative and and, and kind of disrespect that they were throwing to Julian Caranza was quite honestly ridiculous. Like Julian Caranza comes from Banfield, which is a club in Argentina that produces a lot of good young talent. And he comes over here. He gets hurt and never got a full opportunity. People in my there's people in Miami who literally think that he was not good enough for Miami. No, you guys just didn't give him a chance. And you were you wanted to put Gonzalo Iguain out there over Ahuli Caranza because Iguain is a big name and Caranza is just trying to make a name for himself. So thank you, Miami. We really appreciate you for giving us Julian Caranza. We know how to work young players. We know how to fit in young players. And Julian Caranza has been an absolute great, um, a great mix with our club. It, it really has. But so thank you, Miami. But to replace Julian Caranza and I guess Gonzalo Wayne. Gonzalo Wayne is still on this club, guys. He is now a glorified substitute. Uh, he's also wearing the number 10 now with that ugly beard. So that's, that's definitely interesting to see. Uh, but Leon, uh, Leonardo Capagna, uh, Leo Capagna, he is their number nine. Um, guys, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. He's pretty good. He is pretty damn good. He's got six goals already this season. And he's very, very, he's very, very, very intelligent, guys. And that's the thing. He knows how to make those smart runs. He knows how to get that touch. He's very, very, very uh, technical, and especially in that final third. So Campania is definitely someone to look at. However, though, Campania has also never gone up against a back line that has Jakob Glenn and, and Jack Elliott. So it's going to be a great matchup watching that as well. Um, I'm, I'm so going to be so intrigued to, to see how that works. Now, uh, for the Philadelphia, like I mentioned, they are going to be missing some key pieces. No Julian Caranza. Also, there will be no El Brujo Martinez as he accumulated too many yellow cards. So he will be suspended for tonight's match. So what what will the union kind of look like? I, I will say this. I do think with what we have available tonight, I do believe that's good enough to beat Miami here on, on a Wednesday night. I do think that you will see some tactical changes. And if you were listening to Jim Curtin's press conference this week, he did hint at that, that there will possibly be some tactical changes for the Philadelphia Union. Uh, so don't be surprised if you see a different type of formation. What will that be? I do not know. Um, obviously, a lot of us want to see that three-back set. I wouldn't be mad at seeing uh, Finley getting a start with Elliot and Glasnes. I, I think that would be a good idea, especially when you have flankers like Harriel and like Wagner who can move up and down the pitch and, and create that width from out wide. Um, and then, of course, in the middle, you know, I, I think that by playing a, a, a sort of like a three-five-two, you're still able to put McGlynn with Flock and with Bedoya as your three kind of holding midfielders there, your defensive midfielders. And then, of course, uh, up top with with your two forwards, you can obviously you know mix and match with that, uh, whether it be Sergio Santos with um, with Daniel Gag. I think that probably will happen. Or Sergio Santos with Corey Burke, Sergio Santos with Jackson Eretz, your choices, but um, that's that's an option. I personally believe, just from what we've seen in the past, I believe Jim would more more likely result back to the Christmas tree because we have seen that before. That's actually worked to success. That's actually kind of a grape I had on Saturday. Actually, in this this kind of this draw streak we've been going on, like there have been instances throughout matches where the 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 attack gets very stagnant and. There are times where you do have to possess the ball. And for whatever reason, they cannot find a way to finish in the final third. And that's kind of been the big issue with these past couple matches is the inability to be clinical in that final third. Now, Mikel Ua 
has been out, and I don't anticipate him being available for this match particularly. He's been practicing on the side uh, this for this week's practice leading up to the Miami match. So Mikel Ua being out has definitely fixed the fact that we have not been technical in that final third. He's someone that can definitely fix that, that issue. He's also someone we need alongside Kansa Gazak behind him to continue that chemistry. But it's definitely something that has been hurting us. But I do think that Jim could be rolling out the Christmas tree again here today. Um, I I anticipate us to stick to that four-back set uh, with, uh, like I mentioned, McGlynn, Flock, and Bedoya. Then as your two attacking midfielders, Aronson and Gazdak with Santos or Burke. I would go Burke to start the game, um, let him run for 60 minutes, and then for 30 minutes have Sergio Santos just go and add it full force. Uh, but you obviously are a little bit thin. Now, one point I want to do bring up is, you know, there's been a lot of talks about the striker position. I do think that Sergio Santos will be fine. I do think that Sergio Santos legitimately, at the best case scenario, is him getting back to his sub role. Because I do think that 30 minutes of Sergio Santos at the end of the game when you got tired back lines is, is a tool and it's something that actually works for you. And I definitely want to see more of that. I do understand he has some he has some weaknesses in his game. He lacks technical ability. He he's not very accurate with the shot, and he's ve- he's very indecisive as well. You know, taking going for the pass when he should shoot, like different st- stuff like that, is definitely frustrating. Um, and for Corey Burke, look, I don't mind co- having Corey Burke as a backup striker, but when you're having situations like you have tonight, where Mikel was battling injuries and Carranza cannot play. Now you have to rely on Berkey and Santos. That's where I do understand where Union fans' frustration is, and because that that's a bit of a concern. Do we go out and find a striker in the all in in the summer period, summer window? I would, I would personally, if we're talking about getting bring another uh, striker, I would personally be looking within the league, someone who can who has had success. Um, I, you know, someone like Ola Kamara with DC United, something like not saying that's what I want, but that's just kind of an example. I just don't want to go out into the worldwide market and find a striker like a Matias Davo, for an example, last season and kind of take a risk on it. Like, I don't, I don't think that that's conducive for this team. I do understand that Jim loves Corey. There's a lot of players that Jim just kind of covets. Corey Burke is one of those, but we need someone who, can just be a little more consistent and someone who brings some veteran leadership as well. And I think that an MLS vet would definitely be more conducive for the soccer team. And so I I think that the striker position, although it's not like the biggest concern of mine, I understand where you guys are coming from, but I think that just a simple signing of a veteran MLS forward can, can, can be all this kind of this team needs. So overall, like I think if we're looking at East for tonight, I, I think that this is a match for, and I, I know I've said this over the past couple of matches, but this is a match that if the Union just play the way we all know that for them to play, if we implement that high press, this back line is not going to be able to handle that high press, especially when you got the speed of Santos and Burke coming at you full force. I definitely think that that's going to be a, a, a bit of a problem for Inter Miami. If we implement that, we play our style of play. I just don't see how Miami at home as well can can even walk away with the point. Now anything can happen. And the last time we faced off against Inter Miami, they came in came in last year on our home opener. I brought in the Philly sports guy and Kata High into that match. And 
Inter Miami in the second half gets two goals by the Iguain brothers, and that was the story of that match. But um, anything can really happen. But for the Union, you got to come in here motivated. You have to come in here ready to play a full ninety minutes. I don't care if you're up two nothing in the with seventy minutes left in that game. Add that extra goal. The complacency needs to stop. You need to stop this complacency because if you are going to play complacent style play, when you play off against a Portland team, by the way, this is our next matchup after Miami, who just put up seven goals against Kansas City. You cannot be doing any of that. You got to play Union Soccer for 90 minutes. Get that high press going. Let's get some width out there with Kai Wagner and Nathan Harrell. They should be able to abuse Yedlin. And I don't know who's going to play on the other side, whether it be Gibbs, whether it be McVeigh, either or be able to be, are able to abuse. I want Glesnes and Elliot to lock up Campania. Um, I, I'm assuming that behind Campania, they're going to be putting uh, Duke. Uh, we'll see what, what will come of that. Um, and possibly in the second half, you could possibly be seeing Gonzalo Higuain, and we'll see uh, what that comes about. He's more of a glorified super sub at this point of his career, uh, but it should be very interesting to see. So I, I think for the union, it's pretty self-explanatory. Play union soccer, show that aggression, uh, get those counterattacks going, and just be just be smart. When you're in the final third, just be smart. I understand where you lack a little bit of technical ability, but you can you guys can make the right moves. You guys can play smarter soccer within that final third. Um. Gazdak and Kai are absolute steals. Yeah, Jimmy, absolutely. Uh, when you can get those guys under 600K for them to produce the way they have been for you, that's an absolute steal for sure. And the thing is, Jimmy, there I, I do think that Kai will get sold. I think that this, not this summer, but maybe in the offseason, at some point within the next year. So from May 18, 2022 to May 18, 2023, I could see him at some point getting sold off into Europe. That's his goal, and I think it could definitely happen if he continues playing the way he has been. I definitely think it could happen for Gazek as well. He could possibly be so. I think he's a little bit older, though. I think he's about 26, 28. Always that up. Not completely 100% sure uh, what his age exactly is. He is 26 years old, so there's still time for him to get sold back to Europe. And when that happens, you can make some good profits off of both of those players. And I think that that. Um, is what the that's what the model is here for the Philadelphia Union. Guy's gonna go. He, his return will be much higher than what we are paying, though. Yeah, man. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think we paid 200k for a transfer fee for Kai Wagner uh, from Wars two Warsburg kickers in the third division. So if you can even get like what like two a million two million for Kai Wagner, that's a profit, and that's what we're talking about. That's the bargaining. That's the negotiator that Ernst Tanner is. And that's why we are in the position that we are at. What's up, TikTok? Guys, again, if you guys are union fans, MLS fans, soccer fans, throw your comments in the comment section. We're talking messy. We're talking salary. We're talking union versus Miami here tonight. Let me know what you guys are thinking. Jason, I appreciate you on here. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, boss, why would Messi want to join MLS? What's the benefit of Messi joining MLS? Bossy, that's a fantastic question. So for Messi, right, he is closer to the end of his career. We all understand that. He still has a lot of quality because he is the best player of all time. But for Messi, it's a, it's a business opportunity. If you can own stake within an MLS club, a club that is just in its infant stages still, like I, th I, th I think a lot of people, they find that hard to believe. But 26 years for a soccer league worldwide, that is very, very, very young. 
So for him, he sees what's going on. Like I, I know that for a lot of Americans, for for portion of America, I don't want to say that. I don't want to disrespect. For a portion of Americans, they don't view the MLS of high value the way that most of the world does. But for worldwide, we do see that this league is growing. And in a market like America, where it is, it is a really it's one of the best economies in the world, despite what it is right now. Um, <laughs> but you know, David Beckham, when he signed with LA Galaxy, he had a clause in his contract that he was able to buy a club wherever he wanted in the United States for $25 million. And when you consider that in 2018, LAFC bought an MLS uh, club franchise or the rights for a franchise for $300 million. Dude, that's a crazy profit already. His he bought a club for twenty five million. It's already three hundred million. So you guys, you're understanding my point. So he sees that the MLS is continuing its growth. This is a great business opportunity for anyone to get into. Why do you think the likes of a DeAndre Hopkins, uh, 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 James Harden, Kevin Durant, Mark Ingram, Russell Wilson? Why do you think these athletes are investing in the MLS? Because the future is bright for this league. The narrative in soccer in America needs to change, and that slowly is changing. But it, the, you you cannot deny that this business model is conducive for success. You can make a lot of money investing in this league. And so Messi understands that, and that is why he would want to join. And Messi is a, is, is a marketing tool. He's the best soccer player in the world. He You put him in Miami, you put him in a, in a, in a, in a midweek match. Let's say what's, a, what's the smallest market in the MLS? If you put him in a midweek match, that's probably not a good one. Um, what's a what's a small market here in the MLS? It's really not. I, I all right. It's it's really it's really tough. If you put Messi in a midweek match against DC United, dude, it's gonna sell out. You put him in a midweek match anywhere in this nation, it's going to sell out against Dallas. They have a tough time selling out that stadium. You put him in a midweek match against Dallas, you will have twenty thousand wanting to see Lionel Messi. So for Messi and for this league, it makes sense for both sides. But thank you for the question. I'm happy to answer it. We got some basketball fans in here. What's going on? Uh, what's going on? Uh, Camel Brown sweatshirt. Good morning, Philadelphia. Let's go. What's up, Philly? What's going on? Uh, tournament games. I'll answer this because it's a great question. Tyler, the creator, or ASAP Rocky? This is an easy question. 10 out of 10 times ASAP. ASAP, get like me. All these mother, I want to press like me. <laughs> What's up, Jesse? Um, Jesse, we do also have YouTube available here as well. It's not just TikTok. It's a little bit early for you know a lot of people. You know, people are work, school. Uh, but I do appreciate you coming in. I do appreciate you following in here as well, my man. I do appreciate that. I, you know, zero or a hundred, we welcome all, man. Thank you so much. Uh, absolutely, Jesse. Absolutely. Give me follow, man. One hundred percent, Jesse. Thank you so much for checking on in. Uh, Dupesburg, Dupesburg, does my prediction still stand that Brujo wouldn't see a red card this season, even though he's suspended today? <laughs> your, your, your prediction still stands, man. Um, look at Brujo. I love that he wears his emotions on his sleeves, but he's got to be able to, man. He really does. Because there's going to be games where we're going to need him. And if he continues this, we won't have him. So he's got to be able to contain his emotions, man. Uh, if Messi gets that Beckham deal, he'll have to start a team in the morning at this rate. Yeah, I, I think that um, Dupesburg, I think he wants part of Miami. Uh, I think that that part of the rumor is true. I don't know if it'll be 35% per se, but I do think that he will get part of Inter-Miami 
what the what the logistics will be. That'll be determined, man. Uh, Jimmy, I will not be at the match. Um, so if you, Jimmy, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the content here, but we we don't stop, brother. <laughs> we literally, quite literally, don't stop. So the Phillies and the Union both play tonight. So I will be recapping both those matches. So more than likely, I will be having uh the Union on this MacBook that is currently being recorded on right now, and I'll have the Phillies on the big screen because um, actually I could do both, guys. By the way, Hulu Live TV is so beneficial. I switched over to Hulu TV and it's made my life so much easier. Now I can watch the union on the big screen TV. I just completely forgot about that. Um, but you can record live TV. I, this is not a paid advertisement, but Hulu, call me. <laughs> but nah, it's really made my, my life so much easier. Uh, I, I can watch on my MacBook. I can watch on my um, on the big screen. I can watch it on my cell phone. Uh, and it's it is so convenient. I, I record all the Phillies, the Union, the Sixers games, Flyers, Eagles. I haven't gotten to the Flyers and Eagles yet, but it is so convenient, and that and that's made my life so much easier as I watch games and make content after these games. So definitely, Dupesburg will be in the building. You guys enjoy the night, dude. Midweek games are a lot of fun, man. They really are a lot of fun. Um, not a lot of people typically go out because you know obviously it's a midweek game. We people got school, people got kids, people got work, so. But definitely, if you're out there tonight, man, definitely have fun. But if you guys need the pregame or the postgame show, you know where to come. I'll be here. I'll be live. So I'm definitely coming here, man. You you can, Jimmy King. So if you have the Hulu Live subscription, there is PHL 17 on there. I actually watched last week's or the Red Bull match on Hulu Live for the first time. It was great. I was able to fast forward, rewind every goal. I was, you know, I'm crazy like that, too. I like the fast forward rewinding portion because with every play, I like to see exactly what goes on. And sometimes I miss things during the live action. So I like to fast forward. And the best part about it, who the hell wants commercials? I can fast forward commercials. Especially during Phillies games, you got those laws between innings. Whoop, fast forward. Boop, fast forward. You, you got Zach Eflin taking 10 years to throw a pitch. Boop, fast forward. I just, I, I got that. <laughs> Jimmy, thank you so much, brother. I really do appreciate that, man. I, I'm just, I just want to make content for the Philly sports fans, man. I love this city. I love these sports teams, and I love you guys more than ever. But guys, that's gonna do it for today's ma uh, match uh, preview for tonight. Uh, I forgot to give my preview real quick. So I do think tonight the Union will get back on the winning board. I don't think it'll be a, a crazy one. I see Miami getting a one nothing lead uh, in the first half, and I think in the second half the Union will finally turn the tides and will stop with this freaking second half blunders i see the union scoring two in that second half to walk away with a 2-1 win and to get the ball rolling as they move forward with a tough matchup on sunday against portland in the comment section let me know your guys prediction over tonight and of course guys thank you so much for tuning on in i really do appreciate it make sure you guys hit that like button it would really truly do me a favor so we could push this out there having already ladies and gentlemen make sure you guys are subscribed we talk Philly sports all the time, so you don't ever want to miss out on any of this content. And if you're more of a podcast, we do broadcast this in podcast form. You can find it under Oin Philly Sports, and you can find that wherever you stream podcasts. And, of course, I want to give a big thank you to our friends at Lots of Ring Watches for sponsoring today's game uh, pr or match preview. Make sure you guys are using the promo code Parcero Philly for 10% off of your purchase of a Lots of Ring Watch. Uh, make sure you guys check them out. And, of course, big thank you to our friends over at La Terrain Watches. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys to do bon. See you guys tonight.